Welcome to today's edition of the Rutten Brothers with Father John Rutten of St. Lambert's Parish in Sioux Falls, Father Paul Rutten of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, and Joe Rutten, Director of Faith Formation at St. Joseph Cathedral in Sioux Falls on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network, 104.3, 91.3, and 88.9 FM, and online at lambradio.com. The Rutten Brothers show is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. If you have questions for the Rettens, call 605-275-4659 or email info at lamradio.com. Now here's your host, Joe Rutten. Good morning, Sioux Falls! <laughs> Welcome all our listeners here, uh, coast to coast. I don't think we can say we're global anymore, boys, because Father Paul's back from Rome, but... Uh, you're listening to Rutten Radio here on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network, and we're excited to have you joining us again for our monthly show. I'm your host, Joe Rutten, Director of Formation at the Cathedral, and joining me, as always, is my illustrious, two of my illustrious <laughs> brothers, the priest, Father John, pastor of St. Lambert Parish in Sioux Falls, and Father Paul, pastor of Immaculate Conception in Watertown. How we doing, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, he still does that. Good morning. Well, you know, I gotta like. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're doing great. Every, I, every I time I hear that, I think of being in the living room at seven thirty-two West Eighth, watching Robin Williams and. Uh, oh yeah, one of the greatest movies ever, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Maybe it's a That's good. Quite a it's a good. It's a good. Yeah. Humor. Anyway, thanks for leading us fearlessly. You can do it as you would like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take that liberty too far, though. No. You can do the agenda. <laughs> okay, never mind. No, doing well. It's uh, cold out there. I saw one person running this morning. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dedication, I guess, or something. But Insanity. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, oh. how, how many of you boys have your long johns on? No, I didn't get them on yet. So, yeah. But I had auto start in a warm seat. So. Auto start. Ah, oh, man. The first world problem hashtag, right? Yeah. I've been, auto start's not that expensive. It's, no. It seems like a really luxurious thing, you know? It's not that expensive. Everybody. All right, how many people have auto start? <laughs> I don't, but. No, but if you have a teenage kid, you got auto start, right? You just send them out. How many times do you have to go start the car? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Time to start the car, and you're like, oh, That's man. right. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> wait a while, make sure the car stayed started, because if it died. Oh. So, yeah, there's a human auto start. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That That's called the North End Auto Start. <laughs> has a name called Paul. Paul. Yeah. Your child. Your child. Yeah, it was my wife. Uh, we got a car, our second car here a while back. and uh, I had an SUV, and she got a new new car. And eventually she decided that she wanted the SUV, and I got stuck with the, with the new car. Uh, but the be- the only good part about it was it had auto start. Oh yeah, SUV doesn't. So oh yeah, so there yeah, you go. Like, you know, yeah, you can take that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> really terrible. I can't believe I have to drive this car. <laughs> you didn't buy it in Lent, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's a good Lenten deal. No, no use of auto. Start. Oh, giving up auto. Start yeah, for Lent. <laughs> and depending on when it falls, it could be cold. You know, it could yeah. be yeah, needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, alrighty, well, boys, we got a little uh, uh, saw in our feeds here this morning that. Uh, it's the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor this morning. Yeah. Uh, today. So that's kind of an interesting uh, note to jump on here with. Uh, yeah, are we going to talk about <laughs> yeah. the movie? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. We'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. Right, so, so <laughs> as you can tell, our yeah, plan, I just as you can tell,
the planning is such that we don't even know what we're talking about. I just looked down at the thing and it says, Father John, welcome back, Paul. Freelance it as you would like. And then I'm like, oh, that's what all the awkward silence at the beginning was about. They were waiting for me. Do all of this work, scripting the agenda for this two-hour pro. Listen, this is national. Like, come on. We have the same oil. Here you are, I'm kicking you out of the Shelly just t- uh, tweeted, her auto starts Elijah, her youngest. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah so. So, so we'll start tweeting out our auto starts. What child starts your <laughs> All right, we'll get back to the agenda. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, so I won't kick you this time, John. This is your turn to ask Father Paul about what he's been up to and welcome back. Yeah. Good morning, Father Paul. Good morning. Welcome back. It was a blessing to be with you. I think uh, we maybe spent more time together there just before Thanksgiving or at Thanksgiving, and then I end up in Watertown of all things. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I get this. Place. I get so, this phone call. How's it going? I'm, I'm at Apple. Good. I'm at Applebee's, and I get this phone call. Uh, yeah, Paul, Father Paul, we're at uh, Guadalajara's uh, with uh, two other priests, and I'm like. And you think I'm in Sioux Falls? I was like baffled by it. And I'm like, why would he tell me that they're out to eat? And so I call him back. He's like, no, we're in Watertown at Guadalajara. And I'm like, well, what are you doing in Watertown? <laughs> I never come he to never Watertown. Come. Nobody, nobody drives to Watertown to go to Guadalajara. I mean, like, you just don't come there. Uh, but he was there with two other priests who were going to be up at the Abbey of the Hills. And so he came over. Yeah, so that was kind of nice. Guadalajara. I've How feeling I'm uh, missing out on something in Watertown. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was. It's good. It was good. It's good yeah. Mexican. Yeah, Mexican. Good food. I like Mexican. So, speaking of Mexican, how about Italian? <laughs> Italian food. That was good. Lots of pasta. <laughs> lots of pasta. Uh, but it is good to be back, actually. It, you know, one of the things I think that you appreciate, both of you know, uh, when you leave America and you live somewhere else is you do get to a point where you begin to miss certain things about America. Uh, there's just, you know, or wherever you're from, you know, there's just certain things that just don't translate, things that don't, uh, they don't have. The uh, gum isn't the same. The, you know, yeah, or, yeah, you just, yeah, there's just things, you know. You can't go to Qdoba. Yeah. So if you yeah. like Qdoba once in a while, you just can't, you know, or whatever. Uh, but it was great. It was a, a wonderful sabbatical, but it was good to be home. Jumped right back into parish life. Yeah. What was uh, your greatest moment? What do you remember most? You know, people ask that, and there's a lot of things. One, I think, can celebrating with Pope Francis uh, at one of his masses. He, you know, John Paul II and Benedict really didn't open up concelebration. So if you were a priest and you went to mass, you, you just, you were at mass like everyone else. Uh, you could distribute communion, but they just didn't deal with concelebration. But Pope Francis, so 600 priests concelebrated Pope Francis, got wow. to distribute communion to the crowd. Uh, so that was, you know, anytime you can, <laughs> can celebrate Mass with the Holy Father, it's a great opportunity. The other one was one that uh, we went to Siena, and Siena is where I studied Italian uh, when I was trying to learn Italian before I went to seminary. <laughs> Did you ever learn uh, Italian? Not really. Uh, <laughs> and we found this little church, St. Uh, Christopher's, just right down the street from where I lived, and we would go there for morning prayer and then go for Mass. And It was a great opportunity, so we had a little free time, and I stopped back in, and you, just to go back into this church and look around and think, you know, 18 years ago, I was trying to figure out what in the world was I doing in this foreign country uh, and where was God leading me. And, and to find a church that you could call home for four weeks uh, and then to return and it still felt like home. Mm. You know, I think that's one of those great things, you know, for us at least as Catholics is wherever we go, we can find a Catholic church and you can make it your home. And I don't, you know, other churches, yeah, to a degree, 
Uh, but I think for us as Catholics, it's something we might even take for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to wonder. You don't have to think, well, what's their theology? What do they base their te- teaching on? What all those things. Nope. Look up the book, Catholic Church, and you yeah. go. You say it. So, a bunch of sinners the, the, looking for Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so that was a great opportunity just to thank God, you know, and all of the travels and all the craziness. Uh, the other more worldly part of it was when we were there, uh, we would sit in this little piazza uh, and have a Guinness and do our Italian homework. And across the piazza was this really nice hotel. Uh, and Father Desmond are like, someday we'll come back and we'll stay in Siena, but we'll stay in the hotel right here. <laughs> and lo and behold, that was the hotel we stayed in. Is it? Really? Yeah, I got to stay in the hotel. Then I'm like, you know what? Someday I'm coming back and staying in that nice hotel. You've arrived. I arrived. Yeah. Finally so it was, arrived. you know, again, just that moment of grace, like that desire 18 years ago that you didn't really even think about. Hmm. Here God was fulfilling. Like, I was in the Siena Hotel. That's crazy. Uh, and I could go back to St. Christopher's, and I could just thank God for all and of the And you're travel. in the city of St. Catherine of Siena. Right, like, city of St. Catherine. It's a great so, city. So we just finished this at the cathedral. We've got a Wednesday night adult program. It's just rock star off the hook. Anybody in Sioux Falls, come join us. Uh, so it, it's the Pivotal Players, Father Barron's um, Pivotal oh, Players yeah. series, and St. Catherine of Siena is one of them. And when I was in Rome, I never went to Siena, but everybody always wanted to go to Siena. And they'd always talk about Siena, and I'm like, I don't know what the big deal is about Siena. Oh. Well, I found out what the big deal is about St. Catherine of yeah. Siena. Yeah. So. Well, that makes me think of, uh, of the, the fact that a hotel mm-hmm. could be so profound for you. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Jacob Doty, who's a seminary oh, yeah, the yeah. diocese. Recently, he's studying there yep. in Rome right now as a seminarian, and uh, he sent an email, and he had kind of lost, he was losing the vigor in life, you know, and he's in Rome and stuff, and he sent me an email yesterday morning because of an email I sent him some time ago, and he accidentally came on it and started reading this article, and, like, everything in this article just, like, opened up. He just, like, had this fascination before life again, oh. and he said, uh, he said, um, I have very much experienced the loss of fascination in the place where I thought it would be the easiest to be fascinated. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, I realized most clearly that all of the churches and the most beautiful art in the world don't compare with the encounter with the person right. of Jesus Absolutely. Christ. And so in a sense, you had a real encounter there where you were like, this is my heart's desire. Yeah. And like, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. In a hotel or and then this church isn't even beautiful. Yeah. There's no real art on the walls. It's very simple. You'd walk right by it. Uh, And yet, exactly, you're in a city with the most beautiful churches in all of the world, and you just become numb to it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, in Rome itself, is not necessary. It's not like you turn around and every corner is holiness. I mean, it's... No, it's a a pagan city to, you know, it's still pagan here, folks. Which is always fascinating, because it's like, how do you live here? Because you lose the encounter. Mm -hmm. Because you stop desiring to find... The source of the beauty, mm-hmm. you know, and so that was one of our, our sections that we studied was art and architecture with our faith. Mm. So why do we build and, and do art the way we do it? And it's a reflection of the encounter. Like mm. when you encounter something beautiful, you want to somehow help someone else to have that same encounter. Yeah. So you build this beautiful Gothic church that lifts your spirits so that somebody else walks in and they're lifted and in hopes that they then encounter Christ. The problem is you can't make them. Yeah. Like, like you can't force it. You can only create an opportunity yeah. uh, and then walk with them mm-hmm. and share with them. You know, then they look at you like, why are you so excited about this church? And then you can share. This is yeah. why. 
And this it, is why St. Christopher's matters to me. When there's this beautiful cathedral in Siena, which is magnificent. And I was more excited about St. Christopher's. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, when you look at the, the European churches, and even our cathedral for that matter, you, oftentimes a, a pragmatist or somebody that looks at it practically speaking say, says, well, all right, you build these ginormous vaulted ceilings, but yet there's not a whole lot of room to seat people. You can't even fit a thousand people in our cathedral. Yeah, like you, like, you built it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if the pragmatist would say, well, you know, shouldn't there be more space for more people? No, uh-uh. the intention of the architecture isn't to fit more a certain number of people. The intention is to lift your mind and your heart to God. It's to create an encounter. Yeah. And that's why yeah. where architecture has a role. There's a, it's a servant of mm-hmm. truth. It's a servant of encounter. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think art, art and architecture, when you go to Rome and you do art and architecture there, it's not like an architecture class at the University of Lincoln. Yeah. Right. And I, and I uh, remember being in Rome uh, a year and a half ago and Pope Francis had talked about uh, don't, don't allow your faith to become a museum in which we worship ashes. Oh, and I wow. thought that was so profound because this is why people can, cannot see it in the right way because they don't see it in us too. Sure. When they see you describing yeah. it, even if they don't believe in the church, don't believe in Catholicism, don't believe in Christ, they still are going to say whatever is <laughs> in this guy is somehow corresponding to what's in this space too. Yep. Yep. But if it's just the space and we're like touring them around as a museum guide, they say, boy, there's a disconnect here from <laughs> this God yep. they say they have yep. Yep. who actually impacts their life and what they're showing me. But it's when you can be fascinated, when you are fascinated that the other one then yep. most, po- the greatest possibility they're awake. And this is the body of Christ, right? You know, we are the body of Christ and together in relationship with one another, we have that encounter with a Christ who isn't with us, right? I mean, he sent the advocate. It's the Holy Spirit that lives within the church. Now, so Christ, it, our encounter with Christ happens sacramentally, happens through the word, but it also happens through each other. Right. <laughs> like, like we are the body. It yeah, is yeah, us. Yes. I think it's almost scandalous. I don't think people, I don't know that people believe it. I know sure. I have a hard time believing sure. it. Well, and even right. the idea that we would become deified, if you will, through the right. incarnation. Yes. Like this is God became this man, is what, so this is what all God. of the pagan religions historically sought was deification. Right. And this is what they did to their emperor, like Caesar Augustus, right? He's, yeah. Or uh, the pharaoh of Egypt, right? Uh, you know, he was, he was going to, that's what the whole pyramid is. The yep. whole pyramid is built as a burial tomb for the pharaoh after death to be transported to the sun god ra yeah like these this is man's desire is deification the problem is we can't do it (laughs) it took the incarnation it took god becoming us yes right and now because of that it's transformed our encounter with each other Yeah. yeah and the other thing i think is it's not exclusive you know again you look at the the emperors you look at the pharaoh and it's just them and everyone else is, is down there. The subject. And you worship us. The scandal is all of us have been deified. Mm-hmm. And so the scandal is when I can't find it in you. Mm. And then I begin to, to deny that, that somehow you're a part of this. And it's, you know, and they use the body. And so you think about all your body parts. And it's like, you know, well, somebody's got to be the pinky toe. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't want to be the pinky. Because it's the one you stop and it hurts the most. And you're like, no. But, but again, that, that, that scandal of... anybody's of, the nose hair. Of all, yeah. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? Yeah. Were you looking no, at no, me? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but again, the, the, the scandal is, do I stop 
asking to see it. Yeah. You and know? Yet. And so I, I get comfortable and I find the ones <laughs> that look like the body and they make me look like a good Christian yeah. and they make me look good and they, I feel good. And then I, and, but I want to exclude some of them because I can't see it. Yeah. I don't understand how do they fit you, all you, of those things. Great, great yeah. reflection. Father Giassani had a group. He had lay members that lived in houses as lay people but consecrated. And he would say, it doesn't matter if you hate the person in your house. I mean, you shouldn't hate them, but like you can hate them. The question is, do you see Christ in them? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think it's the reality of Christ. And this is what Mother Teresa teaches us, right? She does it through the poor, the the disenfranchised, but it's not just there. The, she comes to America and she says, your poverty is a poverty of loneliness. Well, we look at like our elderly, we look at shut-ins, we look at this and, and, and it's like, you know, so I think that's a great reflection. Yeah. If you're out there listening, right, we got pe- people up. What an opportunity for all of us just to reflect on how we see Christ in others today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether that's uh, going to school, or taking the kids to school. Maybe, well, first, that's with your kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's no. why God gave them to you. <laughs> in the midst of the brokenness, right, we have to acknowledge there's this brokenness. But yet, in the midst of it, do we see that in our, do we see Christ in our spouse? Do we see goodness yeah. and beauty and truth? Or is our inclination to see the brokenness first. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Well, and, and will we pray for the grace? Again, like, do I even desire? Mm-hmm. The, the desire to desire. Do I even desire to see Christ? Because what happens then if the person that I'm struggling to love, I now see Christ. And now I have to admit that I don't love Christ. Yeah. Because Christ is in this person and I can't love them. And so it takes away my, my ability then to hold on to something that's not good for me. Uh, and, I, and so I think that that's a tough one. But when you can experience and all of a sudden you can love in that other person that you're struggling, yep. uh, like you get set free because you begin to realize that this isn't of my own making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a desire that God fulfills. My problem is, is that it's usually the person that I'm most like. I'm like, oh, I can't stand when that person I, uh, does I, what i, I do, do that don't yeah. I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well now speaking of the holy spirit isn't that the work of the spirit in us who causes us that moment of uh uh uh, uh. <laughs> like little by little what you just said there is like three years worth of people's conversion yeah is yeah. to just say like well i always said this about dad dad used to always say the good lord made us all different didn't he john yep right how many hundred times that was like well when i got to seminary I um, met these guys, and I'm like, you're going to be a priest? (laughs) And I would say, and they just frustrate me or whatever. And I'd say, the good Lord made us all different, didn't he, John? Well, as time went on and I began to change, I'd hear it differently. And it'd be like, I wouldn't want to hate him. And I'd just be like, Lord, help me bear this. (laughs) And then I would hear Dad say, the good Lord made us all different, didn't he, John? Yep. And then a couple more years later, I was like, wait a minute. The people that most bother me are the most helpful to my spiritual life. Like, these people are really Christ to me. And I used to hate them, and now I'm kind of grateful for them. (laughs) And I'd be like, the good Lord made us all different, didn't he, John? Like, that's the Holy Spirit's work of little by little changing my attitude toward reality. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And and remember, if you're out there listening, 
you didn't go to seminary right out of high school. You're not 19 years old. No, I'm you're like, I'm, yeah, I'm like yeah. 28 <laughs> years old. I've had business experience. I've been on my and then own. And you got to go live yeah. in a dorm with 100 other guys or whatever, you know. A it's dorm, like, a shoebox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoe I was at Holy Apostles. <laughs> was at Holy Apostles. That thing I, was I, like. Paul gets sent to Rome and the bishop sends you to Holy Apostles. God, love them. Yeah, yeah God yeah. knew what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> but Dad did have some sort of a conversion in one sense because I remember him at Mass one time at, at SJV St. John Vianney College seminary and we were sitting in the back and he says these guys aren't all going to be priests are they don't make it he's like good <laughs> and for dad to say that yeah. dad loves seminary uh, oh, yeah, yeah. well that's yeah. well, that the conversion so you know early oh, on, that was, so that in was the when beginning. i was first in seminary so it was really uh, new to even him you know that idea of what seminary was like and what seminarians were about and, and he saw just this you know and i have to admit too i walked into the seminary and i thought Oh my gosh! Like what? What place have I entered? I mean, like yeah. there were some odd ducks, and there was, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then they became my friends, and I'm like, great, I'm friends with all the yeah. odd ducks, and maybe I must be an odd duck. Yeah. 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 And and maybe this is helpful for us too. It's fascinating to hear the where I hear people mention this radio show and talk to me about it. Like continues yeah. to blow my mind. Uh, but there can be a proposal in front of people as a pastor, as us, or whatever, that somehow like the family is. Like, we're all at where Dad is. Dad had years. Yeah. The, the wisdom that I speak of in regard to Dad, I, I, I didn't even realize. Like, right. I'm number eight of nine kids. Yep. Like, Dad and you're the third one to get to a seminary. Yeah, Dad, yes. Dad's wisdom <laughs> came in his life through time and experience, through falling, getting yeah. up. By yeah. God's grace. Nobody should think uh, Christ isn't trying to work in them, too. Right. No, absolutely. And I think that's the part that we... We want to skip over, and we want to present just the polished version. And I think for us as, as Christians, it's important for us to say, no, 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 no. He was dad, and, yeah. and he was dad here, and, and he moved along. Uh, because otherwise, where's the hope for the next person? Yes. You know? Uh, and, and so it was good. And, you know, and then we'd bring Aunt Mary and Uncle John uh, to seminary and oh, talk yeah. about scandal. <laughs> yeah. Talk about scandalizing. Uncle John was... Oh a sailor's sailor kind of vocabulary. <laughs> you know, and, and he complained that, that the wine we used for the precious blood tasted really not very well. And, 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 and a loud, boisterous And then voice, in a soft you'd, way, you'd, yeah, you'd right. think you could get some better stuff in this place. Like right during Mass? Yeah, like at the back of the, yeah. And then we'd get downstairs to say grace, and he's like, he'd say some words, and then he'd say, we just, we're upstairs praying for how long. What do we need to pray again? And I'm like, Uncle John, just be quiet. But he was there. Yeah. yeah. He came to see me. He was Christ. Yeah. In that place. I mean, like, he still came to see me. Other people didn't come to see me. Uh, and they lived in St. Paul, too. Not that they had to. God love you if you're am, out there listening to you. We love it. But here I am complaining because the one that comes to see me isn't the one I want to come see me. Yes. Uh, and again, like, how often does Christ come? And we say, well, that's not the Christ I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Christ, you got to go away and come back as the one that I think you should come as. Yeah. And I don't know that we get that idea when Jesus comes at Christmas, like that wasn't who they wanted. Yeah. They didn't want a stable. They didn't want a, a family with a questionable history. They didn't want, they wanted a king. Yep. They wanted a royal palace. They wanted all these things. And Jesus is like, well, uh, this is, this is you can accept me as I am. 
uh, or you can keep looking. Fascinating, fascinating discussion already this morning, gentlemen. Um, if you're out there listening, you know, this is just take that opportunity to find Christ today. He, he's, you're going to encounter him and the people that you run into. And as Father Paul just said, you know, it might not be what you're expecting. It might not be the person that you expect. But take an opportunity to try and find Christ today in, in each other, but then in the events and situations and circumstances of your day. Uh, we're going to take a little break here, fellas. There, uh, maybe a couple of notes, though. Uh, hashtag, what's the, if people are tweeting in or whatever else. You know, hashtag Rutten Radio if you want to tweet in questions or Facebook questions. Um, you can also watch this live on, on the, the Lamb Catholic Radio's uh, uh, website. You can get the stream. You can uh, get old shows, whatever you want. So go ahead, ask us questions if you want. When we come back, I, got a, I want a fascinating discussion on, on why Rome is so important to us as Catholics. Sure. I think for many people, Catholic and non-Catholic, uh, you always wonder what's the fascination with Rome. This is Joe Rutten, and you're listening to Rutten Radio on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about why Rome is so important. Howdy, partner. I'm inviting you into the Pizza Ranch on 41st. They got my brand of great food and fun in the fun zone. Pizza Ranch offers their buffet and play combo. Great food, great fun at the arcade. And your kids are always safe when they play. The Pizza Ranch has daily specials every day because we know you want a great value. Let the Pizza Ranch will make sure you get it. So mosey on into the 41st Street Pizza Ranch. Or you can walk if you don't know how to mosey. But come for the fun, the friends, the food. For goodness sake, fill her up at the Pizza Ranch on 41st Street. See you here. At Mount Marty College, we believe in a college journey filled with purpose. We believe in developing the unique gifts that God gave you. We believe in rising above stereotypes, in shattering expectations and fears on your journey to become your very best self. We believe every student deserves an opportunity to shine. At Mount Marty, we believe in faith and a community that lifts you higher than you dare to dream. At Mount Marty College, we believe. Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure that they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need, whether it is term life or whole life, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis. Please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus Insurance.
night You came but not in splendor bright Not as a monarch but the child of Mary blameless Back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Well, welcome back. That was uh, that was a power-packed first half hour there, fellas. What do you think? Yeah. Well, you know, I've been two months gone. I had to say it. I love it. I love it. You know, a couple of notes that just uh, I had been making in that first half hour. You know, the universality of our Catholic faith. Paul, you had mentioned, you know, you can go anywhere in the world and it's, it's yeah. your church, you know. Well, we had uh, Dr. Denise Roder, one of our volunteers in the parish office, um, went to Reykjavik, went to Iceland, and she had said, you know, you, you don't know what they're saying. She was like, but you know when to sit, stand, and kneel. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, yeah, there is a, there is a, uh, um, the format yep. of faith, yep. the sacramental, the liturgical, is universal. And we take that for granted. We do take that for granted. Jeff Heron, um, a, a Protestant pastor from town that converted to the Catholic faith, uh, you know, I, I, I remember in his journey out of his, he was a pastor in town at one of the churches, then they left, and then he hopped around trying to find their church, him and his spouse. And that's what they did. You have to go go to all these churches. You have to un- come to understand what they teach. You have to understand their liturgical practice. Yet for Catholics, we just, <laughs> just, where's the Catholic church at, you know? And, and so there is that beauty. Uh, but with that universality, we're stationed in Rome. And so, Paul, you just got back from Rome. And it's uh, maybe I thought we'd spend some time talking about what is important uh, about Rome. But I'm actually I'm getting a little head nod over here that reminds me. Heather. Heather's, Heather's uh, back here running the show. 
We've got a special announcement here yes. don't we, for the Rutland yes. Radio Show. Absolutely. I the fulfillment you... of all my childhood dreams was to be on the other side of the radio contest. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to know. I wish I was in there. What is that sound? They oh, remember that? Oh, They'd yeah. have that sound. And then you had to guess the sound. <laughs> Gas can cl or closing on a car. That was one that I, I thought it was a milk jug opening. That's Not that awesome. I'm charged by it. But well, uh, we're, we're grateful to our sponsors, to Mount Marty College, for their sponsorship of Rutten Radio and to our other sponsors here of the Lamb Catholic Radio. But uh, the, 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 I don't know if it's Lamb or if it's the Catholic Community Foundation that's given this away. Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota, Mark Kanzemius and his staff, is giving away two tickets to Christmas at the cathedral. You don't and want we to get miss to give this. Them away. No. Yeah, I'm so, coming down for it. Are you? Yeah, we, I think I scheduled yeah. my whole week. If you are in the area and you have not been to Christmas at the cathedral, it's a can't-miss can't opportunity. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful, it's actually a fundraiser. Some people think it's a concert or something for, you know, they wonder, well, how come there's so many sponsors and, we, you know, if you buy well, it's because it's a fundraiser, and it goes to support two things. One, the continued restoration of the cathedral, and two, the uh, they just picked up last year the Bishop Dudley Hospitality oh, House. Yeah. And listen to this, folks. On Wednesday, they do the rehearsal. This year, they have some sponsors, I believe McGuire Iron and some others, that are, that are, are helping them to get some buses, and they're going to bus up. Anybody from the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House oh, wow. and from the St. Francis House that wants to attend the Wednesday uh, practice, wow. and they're gonna they're gonna treat them just like it's a regular show. They're That's gonna amazing. Give, yeah, they're gonna yeah. get there's all the ushers. They're gonna be ushered in. They're gonna, it's not like oh yeah we're practicing just show up. No, they're gonna be treated just like everybody else, like a prime sponsor would for the show. Wow. And then they're gonna get the medallions that the sponsors get. They're gonna wow. have a reception downstairs for them. I'm telling you, whoever <laughs> came up with this idea, it's brilliant. You know what? This is you the know church where, at its you know best. Where it came from Pope Francis. Oh. When I was in Rome, Pope Francis flew in homeless people and gave them a tour of the entire city. They got a full-fledged tour of the city of Rome for days. They were there. Wow. Tour guides took them all over. I saw all these people with these bags. I'm like, who are all these people? And then I met one of the tour guides. And he said, I'm giving a tour. Pope Francis brought all these people to Rome so they could experience the whole year. Wow. And then he had mass with them. Wow. And I think that was kind of that spurred it on. Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, why, why would you do this? Well, why shouldn't they see it? Amen. You know, why shouldn't they experience this as well? You know? And so and, and well, it is funny because you do the, you know, it's a fundraiser for them. But, you know, they maybe they want to be a part of the fundraiser and they want to experience that too. So anyway, we got two tickets for December 18th show, 7.30 p.m. And we're going to give them away here uh, coming up at the end of the hour. So what we're going to do is we're either going to come up with a quiz question or it's going to be the first caller. I think we might just take first caller, although I do have a couple of quiz questions for my brothers. <laughs> huh? You like this here, priest? Uh -oh. See if the, uh -oh. uh, the non-priest can trip you I'm just throwing the towel in now. Can if we, I get it, it's... Can we get Google? Well, we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah. Rome here, all right? So Rome is one of the five ancient seas of the church, Father John. Can you name the other four? Antioch. Antioch, and Antioch is in what country today? Turkey. Syria. Syria. Good try, though. I'll give it to you. You got Antioch. So you Jerusalem. got Rome, Antioch, Jerusalem. Israel? Yeah. One is in Turkey. Istanbul. Istanbul, uh, which was Constantinople. And 
This city held the greatest library of the ancient world. Alexandria. Alexandria, Egypt. Nice work, well Father done. God. That's, well worth a, that's worth a fist. Now pump. I can go back to work today and not have to hang my head. But, but I, I, <laughs> Father Paul uh, secretively found out what the question was and had the answer. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I read the notes and it said yeah. to talk about the five C's. Oh, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, well, I better look those up, make sure I know which the five C's are. So I was doing research God, on yeah, the yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so the, the five ancient seas, when we say sea, we're not referring to a geographic body of water. We're referring to a, 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 a kind of a territory, a geography, a jurisdiction of ecclesial or even, a, not even ecclesial, but of a kind of a civic uh, significance. So those are the five ancient seas. But Rome for Catholics kind of takes on uh, significance more than anywhere else. And it's interesting that Christ is born in Israel, is, lives his whole life like within a small, teeny little territory that's uh, in the gladiator, basically referred to as like the flea-infested uh, you know, backwaters of the, the empire. And yet he dies there, but Catholics all of a sudden find Rome as a trump card. Why is it that Catholics... Um, are so besmitten with Rome. Father Paul, you're the one that lived there for <laughs> crickets. Four years. I was, Cue the crickets. It doesn't say who's supposed to talk about this. But, uh, because it's where Peter and Paul ended up in the end. Uh, both of them found themselves in Rome uh, for different reasons uh, and then ended up dying, giving their life uh, for Christ in Rome itself. So it became the place where two of the... the the greatest leaders in the church uh, were. And so people would come uh, to Rome to venerate them. Uh, It was a a reminder then uh, of that. Uh, It stays important because we see that that Peter was the bishop of Rome. And so to this day, it's really interesting. If you celebrate Mass in Rome, uh, Pope Francis is both the Pope and the bishop Mm. because he's the bishop of Rome. And so when you say Mass, we always would say, you know, here we say Pope Francis and Paul are bishop. Well, there you just say, for Francis, our Pope and Bishop, because oh. he, he is one and the same. Mm. So that was the place in which Peter's chair, again, where we get the word cathedral, uh, the Catherine, Peter was there. And so what we discovered is when Peter died, somebody took his place. A new one came in, Linus, Cletus, Clement. So these people took over uh, and took the seat of Peter. And so it held a primacy because of where Peter was last uh, in charge as Bishop. Um, the uh, the there's some great books out there if you're listening or if you're watching on the live stream where you can find these ancient early fathers of the church we call them but they're the early Christians that wrote and developed the doctrine and teachings of the of the faith as they were revealed by Christ through His church and in the living tradition of the magisterium. So the fathers of the church is a fantastic fantastic book. It's easily accessible to a lay reader. Uh, it's not as heavily scholarly. It's written very well. And so in here, they, do, they talk about that. So what happens in the early centuries of the church is, is there's doctrinal disputes, disputes about what the church teaches and believes. And th- what we find in the early church was they would always appeal to Rome for approval. They would fight for Rome's approval. You know, if, if you got two bishops or two priests uh, uh, having a controversy over in the eastern kingdom of the church even in eastern roman empire and they couldn't settle it they would send their case to rome because the establishment of the authority 
of the seed of Peter. The successor of Peter had that trump card, that, that he had the final ruling to say, all right, the Lord's entrusted me with this gift of infallibility, infallibility and teaching in the church. And so we have examples here, but here's just one of them from St. Irenaeus. In the second century, this is in the hundreds, he says that the tradition derived from the apostles of the very great and very ancient and universally known church. Now think, he's writing in, in just under 200, and he's calling Rome the ancient church. <laughs> not Jerusalem, not Alexandria, Rome, the ancient church. At Rome, founded on the two glorious apostles, Peter and Paul, as you mentioned, which comes down to our times by means of the successions of the bishops. Fellas, 2,000 years later, this is still how the church operates. And even Catholics sometimes don't understand the importance of your bishop. Your bishop has utmost importance. And that's why in our beautiful cathedral, we have the apostles lining the ceiling because they remind us that this is an apostolic church. And under in 2,000 years later, we're still following that apostolic church through the succession of, of, of bishops in our bishop. And he goes on to say, you know, basically, on this account, it's preeminent authority. So here he is appealing to Rome. And then he goes on to list them. And I was going to have as my second quiz question to trip up Father Paul. Name the six successors of St. Peter. Oh. Oh. Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian. Cyprian. We're missing a couple, fellas. Yes! Yes! All right, so in the off in the in the mass you read them off, don't <laughs> right. you? Right. That's why I know. But there's a little there's a hiccup here. All right, so you have Peter. Peter's Linus yep. follows him up. All right, and then we call it. His name is Anacletus, but you call him Cletus, Cletus. in the West, right? Cletus, Clement. Clement. All right, Avaristus. <laughs> I wonder why he didn't make it. Alexander, because he wasn't very holy. And then guess what? Number six is. Six deuce. Six deuce. Six deuce. Right. Uh. So I don't know how the order in the, the office for mass goes, but that's well, it. That's it right there. The popes. I mean the bishops. And then here he goes on, Anacletus is down here and furthermore. But uh, So we have this, and, and the church has this. We can, you can go buy a poster. It's my favorite poster in Rome that I got is the one with all of the popes. You know, you think having all the presidents is awesome. Imagine a poster with every single pope. That's There's like 266, I think, or Right around there, two hundred. Ooh, <laughs> is yeah. it? Here we go. I gotta so, save these. So up. this, <laughs> save these. If, you, if you're if you're watching, you know what just happened. If you're not watching, you realize <laughs> that Joe saw on Father Paul and I's face that we weren't certain of two sixty. Well, I always get so. the number of presidents and the number of popes, and I'm like, okay, now, yeah, yeah. Which, which one's which? four? Which one's yep. yeah? Uh, it made me think. You know, there can be a disconnect sometimes for people between the liturgy and what we see as the church, as in Christianity. Uh, but this is a great example because in the Eucharistic prayer, when we're praying the Mass, we are recalling this history that is made present to us mm -hmm. here. And so we pray these names not as, you know, because, and you can skip them if you want. Yep. Uh, and, and we can skip them over them. And we fail to see, no, like, we're recalling the people who have passed on to us this life. These people are still on this uh, journey. Yep. And uh, we're recalling that. So if we don't know who Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus. Yeah, then it's just empty words. It's just it empty just, words. It just flows as by. opposed to this whole thing was passed down through a living body. And I think we can look back and think, I know me. 
I made it seem as if like somehow those people back then were like um, not yet together. Or I don't know how to say it. They were smart people. They were, oh, they yeah, were smart, yeah, yeah. civilized, developed Yeah, we think they were barbarians. Uh, and, and they didn't just like – and this is why the gospel spread so fast is because these cities were advanced in their communication. And Absolutely. Much, and, they, and, you know, it's interesting that Christ – that God would choose to develop the civilization of Rome in which Christ is born. Because the fact that Rome as a civilization – had universally connected the known world at the time in a way that had never been done before and had the technology to build roads that connected the entire city. They were masters at organization of civil society, all right? Now they turned They're into... Gone now. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know that the Italians can really claim heritage to them. I'm, I apologize. But uh, uh, so then Christ comes into this. Well, because of the 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 the... the the road system alone, it permitted the gospel to be transmitted at lightning speed across the Roman Empire. And then, of course, God kind of arranges it. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I need to get those two head apostles somehow to Rome. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like Paul ends up, you know, being beheaded in Rome and Peter crucified in Rome. Well, why did they go to Rome? Because it's the head of the empire. It's where the, it's where the emperor was, where Caesar was. And this, this his history is fascinating when you look at putting faith into the context and culture of real people. Yeah. This isn't like... You know, and, and we were fortunate. Uh, we had Liz Lev uh, as our tour guide a couple times. And if, if anyone knows, Liz is one of the best tour guides in all of Rome. I mean, mm. she's just she's phenomenal. And so we're looking at all of these uh, tombs in, in the Vatican Museum. And she said, uh, I always get these people who come and they say... These people must have been simpletons. They must have been backward. They couldn't read and all these things. Uh, and she says, I always stop them. And I say, can you, can you tell me what's on the front of this sarcophagus, this tomb? And they look and they're like, well, that looks like a man and a fish. And it's kind of an odd thing. And that looks like, you know, some sheep. And that's kind of weird. Uh, and she said, what's worse? That you look at that and you can't understand that that's Jonah in the whale. And you have no idea what that's about but any any christian would look at that and instantly understand jonah and the whale three days jesus christ death resurrection, resurrection that it was on everyone's tomb and everyone knew exactly what that meant mm -hmm. and he she said and you could know that but you choose not to mm -hmm. you have the ability to read and to study and you don't study these things mm -hmm. and so they become these things and you think oh we're so advanced and yet you walk into the sistine chapel and you don't have a clue what you're looking at <laughs> yep. these people could walk into something and they understood exactly what it was about you know and so i think for us to say mm -hmm. when we hear those things linus cleus clement well we could look them up yeah yep. we could find out who were these people in, in, well, instead it just it, not always but it used to trigger in me it's like oh no father's doing the long form here yeah. we go here we go gonna go a little longer <laughs> so i i'd like to propose into that maybe when when much of my life when i would hear that I would actually respond in a way in which it was up to me. Uh, or I would despair, like, oh, I guess I don't know enough, sure. or I better start, like, go getting out the stuff. And it just became this project. Uh, but the question for us is, how do people wake up? Sure. How do people come to have that desire to study the sarcophagus yeah. or to learn about Jonah or whatever the case might be? Um, 
And I think it's the same as it was back then. It comes through an awakening that happens through people. Right. That's through true, yeah. people yeah. that come. Paul comes and people are like, who is this man so able to come in front of the Emperor of Rome? Or, or St. Francis of Assisi or St. Catherine of Siena. These people who live something that awakened yeah. others. That's Christ. Right. And so I think about today's Rome. You know, everything is, is kind of like the past, but there's this slight change that helps you know it's not what we planned. Okay? Today's Rome, if I had to put maybe 60% chance, maybe I'm wrong, 60. Right here. Today's Rome is the media. And just as people could, could like, be afraid of going to Rome or whatever the case, we... Everything can be used for good or bad. How do you get to the modern world today? The media. The, yeah, the yeah, electronic yeah. social world is like bringing the gospel out to people sure. that otherwise are not well, going to come inside and even, church. Even from conversions or people not, you know, kind of coming to faith just through our show a couple of times that we know of. Like, all right, well, what's going on there where somebody says, hey, I want to support Lamb Catholic Radio because I listen to the Rutten Brothers. Like, what? Are you kidding me? By the way, this <laughs> yeah. is a fully do donor-supported show here, right? And so the fact that somebody would listen in and they would be moved. Moved, Have an yeah. encounter, and they would respond and say yes to that, and then they would invest in it and say, I want to support yeah. this. I want to keep this going. And God bless all of the donors of Lamb Radio and anybody that would continue to be a supporter of Lamb Radio because this is a very, very important opportunity for us to engage with the modern world, to engage with people through simply the radio. But we've been doing this for a long time. You look at this mic in front of me. Well, you can go into the cathedral, and the stained glass window of Pius XII in the Cathedral of St. Joseph, has this very same mic in front of it. Yep. Why? Because the technology that was available at the time, popes and kings used to communicate with their people. Yep. And this is what we have available to us, but in a globalized world, it's universal. Sure. There's no limit. Unless you're in North Korea or something, then, you know, it might be tough. We, I don't know if the rutten, rutten signal gets into North Korea, uh, but let's pray that it does. Amen. Uh, it, it, just a, a, a note here. We got a shout out here from Annie McMahon listening during breakfast and Dan crushed those five C's. Oh, of course, Dan did. Trivia question. Dan McMahon. Yeah, so Dan McMahon, God love you. Nice work. you go Jacks. Oh, man. Hey, big big game coming up. Yep. Big yep. game coming up But I think weekend, also what's, what's important, real quick, before we move on to something, is our excitement and our desire and our passion about Linus Cletus Clement. Like, yeah. we, need, we need to be the one to say to you, you know what, it's okay. It's okay that you don't know who these people are. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. And let me share, you know, the reality. And I think that's what I so love, you know, about you, Father John, is your love for the saints. And you make them real. Like, they're alive and well. And they're <laughs> still running around and they're still doing things. Yeah. And so many people have no idea. Yeah. And then when you listen to someone say, no, let me tell you about Blessed Charles for all. <laughs> let me tell you about this yeah. man. And you'd think the guy was sitting next to us. Yeah. And you're like. How does he know him? <laughs> and then you can share. This is how yeah. I came to know him. Yeah. And that ability for us to give people hope. Like, if you don't know Jonah, guess what? I didn't either. You yep. know? Let me show you. Let me... And, and you give and this and, the, and you got to walk with them. Yes. This is the gospel, right? Where they walked, where the... Uh, Christ walked with right. the two brothers, right? Where are not our hearts burning, burning within us. Within us. You know? And I think that's the hard part because there's this risk. Because what happens if I introduce them to Blessed Charles... And they don't like him. Yeah. Or he doesn't come through. Or it doesn't work the same way. Am I still willing to say, 
He works for me. Yeah. And no. you're going to find yours. You'll find yours. You'll find your yeah. saint or your saint will find you. There you uh, go. There's a new one you, out there. Have you guys heard about the kid for math, oh, yeah, 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 for, yeah. For, for math geeks? They yeah. even call they even call him the geek that's going to be the saint or something. Yeah. But it's this kid, Italian kid who that's developed Italian. a whole online program. <laughs> He's cataloged every Eucharistic miracle known. And Carlo got, Acutis. You know who he is. Oh, yeah. So, so hey, so if you got a, a math kid or you got a kid that's, this is, you know, who knows who's, who, who your person is that you kind of, uh, that awakens within you. But uh, these are great things. Well, well, hey, and I want to say, hey, one last thing I want to say right before that. Hey, is, I want the last word. I really think it's fundamental when I understood the difference between me having to go find them and them finding me. Sure. I, I desire them. And then they find me. And I put off Charles Foucault. I had sure. a roommate at the seminary that would constantly, you know. But then when he came to me, I was like, I was so changed. I was like, what is this? I was so scared. I didn't even know what it meant. Like, why am I crying reading this book? Right. And I'm like, oh, he's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not he's just history. Real. And, and I've been reading books of saints, and they've been kind of – scrubbed and, and cleaned and made perfect and they look mm -hmm. like holy cards and so I never met the human person that was right. changed by the divine God right. and in this book I met the divine person that God created out of a human being and uh, you too can be changed by the divine God absolutely yep. listeners out there anybody, anybody you might be in your car you might be at home you might be having breakfast you too can be changed by the living God. And that's what we have here, right? We have stories of conversion. We have people who have encountered. And that is a constant and a daily opportunity for us to say, Lord, come into my heart. Open my eyes. Help me, Lord, to follow you more faithfully. Help me to encounter you in my day. We're so grateful for the Lamb Catholic Radio for hosting us here. The Rutten Radio is what you're listening to. Uh, fully donor-supported. So if you have any consideration... It's only made possible through the generosity of donors. We're grateful for Mount Marty and their sponsorship of our show here. Uh, we are going to give away those tickets here just after the break, so you're not going to want you're going to want to keep tuning in here. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but before we go, one, I do want the, Father Paul. Do you remember when we went to the Sistine Chapel together? And uh, we walked in and. and uh, I, I had an encounter, and I just thought, you know what? This is the most unbelievable place I've ever been in the world. And then I proceeded to lay down in the middle of the floor of the Sistine Chapel so that I could stare at the ceiling <laughs> and talk about Paul being completely, like, uh, embarrassed. Like, like he's, he's kicking me, saying, get up. What are you doing? And I'm like, the no, Italians I'm not. don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, God bless you, Father Paul, for not stepping on me. Uh, I appreciated that. Um, I That's probably... I probably should have taken your wise advice, and but in my youth. No, no, uh, but you know what? Sometimes you, you just, just got to lay down. Oh, man. And there's that little step at the, yep. the middle that I can put my head on. <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. Yep. It was just so anyway. Sometimes you're the pinky toe. Sometimes you're the sore thumb. <laughs> yep, and at that time, I was the sore thumb. So. <laughs> well, God love you. Thank you for tuning in, Rutten Radio. Uh, we'll be back to give away those tickets to Christmas at the Cathedral on December 18th. Come back and listen. Hi, this is Teresa Tamio, host of Catholic Connection. And if you're listening to this radio station, then you know the important role Catholic Radio plays in changing lives and bringing people closer to Jesus. You know about the benefits of Catholic Radio, and you certainly are aware, probably because of the impact it's had on your life and friends and family, 
of why we need Catholic Radio. You know, and thanks to EWTN, our program is actually provided free of charge. But for this radio station and others, there are a lot of expenses that must be paid on the local level to keep it on the air. When you pledge your support, however, you make it possible for this station to carry programs like Catholic Connection every single day. And don't worry about the amount. No matter what the amount, your gift will work to make a difference for you, for others, and for the future of Catholic Radio. So please prayerfully consider making a gift to this station right now. To make your pledge today, go to lambradio.com or call us at 605-275-4659. At Mount Marty College, we believe in a college journey filled with purpose. We believe in developing the unique gifts that God gave you. We believe in rising above stereotypes, in shattering expectations and fears on your journey to become your very best self. We believe every student deserves an opportunity to shine. At Mount Marty, we believe in faith and a community that lifts you higher than you dare to dream. At Mount Marty College, we believe. From all of us here at the Lamb Catholic Radio, we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Father John Short, Holy Spirit in Mitchell, Father Andrew Dickinson at the Newman Center in Brookings and St. Paul Parish in White, Father Daniel Smith, Pastor in Clark, Florence and Henry, Father Anthony Opum, retired in the Dakota Dunes, Father Jerry Copel, Pastor in Gettysburg and Oneida, and Father Gary Lance, retired in Chamberlain. Happy birthday and many blessings on your special day. The Diocesan Calendar is brought to you by Jameson Rounds, business broker partner with Murphy Business, Dakota Lakes. The Hartford Knights of Columbus will be hosting a Crooks Christmas Market in Crooks Friday, December 9th and Saturday, December 10th. Friday, December 9th will feature wine, beer, and cheese tasting. Saturday, December 10th, there will be a concert with music and lights interspersed throughout. The market is a fundraiser for the Crooks Fire Department. St. Teresa of Avila Parish in Beersford will host their annual cookie fair on Saturday, December 10th from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Cookies and candy will be sold by the pound and rosettes are sold by the plate. This diocesan calendar has been brought to you as a public service by Jamison Rounds, business broker partner with Murphy Business, Dakota Lakes. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 7th. Today we celebrate St. Ambrose. If you live in difficult times and are a person of integrity, you are bound to ruffle a few feathers. As did today's saint, Ambrose, a fourth-century man of action with a fighting spirit and a deep love for the church. Learned and well-educated, Ambrose gained attention when he boldly challenged the heresy of Arianism, which denied the divinity of Christ and divided much of the church. He publicly chastised one emperor for a massacre that killed thousands and admonished another, saying, The emperor is in the church, not above the church. When Ambrose was sent to Milan as Roman governor, he so impressed the people that they pleaded with him to be their bishop, even though Ambrose, a professed Christian, had yet to be baptized. Following his consecration as bishop of Milan, preceded by a quick baptism, he went on to new heights. He was a great orator whose sermons attracted many. One of them was Augustine, the sinner-turned-saint. Ambrose converted and baptized Augustine. Ambrose died on Good Friday in the year 397. 
900 years later, he was named one of the four Latin doctors of the church. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Prayers for the Faith of Departed is brought to you twice daily by Paulson Monuments of Canton, South Dakota, where you will notice the difference. We would like to pray today for the repose of the souls of Eileen Stifader, Fred Weber, and Joseph Michael Herrig. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. If you have a deceased family member or a friend that you want us to pray for here at Lamb Catholic Radio, call us at 605-275-4659 or email the name of your loved one to info at lambradio.com. Prayers for the faithful departed heard in the 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. hours, Monday through Friday, is underwritten by Paulson Monuments of Canton, South Dakota, offering quality service and value. You're listening to Lamb Catholic Radio on KSJP 88.9 in Ipswich, Aberdeen, KSTJ 91.3 in Hartford, Mitchell, and Yankton, and 104.3 Juan Diego Radio in Sioux Falls. And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Welcome back to our listeners. Uh, we're grateful for uh, Mount Marty's support of Rutten Radio. We're here with Father John and Father Paul and myself. 
And I think it's about time here, folks, uh, to, to give away some tickets to Christmas at the Cathedral. So just every, we'll give you a little second here. Uh, I'm going to give you a phone number in case you need it. Uh, but it's going to be, when I say jump, it's going to be when you call in. First person to call in, or should we go like third? No, let's go number one. First person on the dial. So the number you're going to want to call is 605-275-4659. 4659. And this is for two tickets to Christmas at the Cathedral on December 18th at 730. If you've not been to Christmas at the Cathedral before, or even if you have and you don't have tickets yet, uh, you're going to want to uh, definitely jump in on this. But while we were away at break, we did realize that, um, you know, you got to be careful here, right, fathers? We don't want to be uh, uh, heretics. We don't want to be <laughs> spouting off false truths. And uh, But it's always good to know that uh, your diocesan theologian is listening in carefully, making sure that no mishaps are, uh, occur. So Dr. Bergwald, knows us. <laughs> Dr. Bergwald, uh, we're grateful that you're – paying attention and listening in and uh and but, when you're on next you can uh, correct yeah, anything yeah yeah exactly dr bergwald's on at the end of the month and you can come in and clarify anything that uh the ruttons uh, have uh snake wise <laughs> <laughs> so well, it, speak, or, yeah but yeah. It, it, it probably is in in reference to a number of things but uh, we're really grateful we are grateful for the support of the diocese and all of the ministries of the apostolate of the lamb catholic radio so let's go ahead and give those tickets away here once again the number 275-4659 for the december 18th show we're grateful to mark Zemius and the catholic community foundation for eastern south dakota it's a fundraiser that supports the bishop dudley hospitality house and the continued uh, uh, care and maintenance of the Cathedral of St. Joseph. And so we will take right now the first caller to Lamb Catholic Radio. You get two tickets. So uh, we got somebody standing by the phone. So whoever calls in first, here we go. And while we're waiting, let's. Uh, so I got a, I got a great. Uh, Laura sent a text. Laura Woods, Laura Rutten, our sister, who sent a text. And she. Yeah, who was on? We got to talk about that, too. We got to yeah. not forget them. Yeah, and mom was uh, on. And mom was on, yeah. She said, I have to laugh. I bet the teachers and other seminarians. We're not. We're thinking not another Rutten. Oh, so she says. Oh, yeah. You guys were all talking about these other seminarians. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were probably thinking to myself, another Rutten. No, please. <laughs> yep. And well, I remember one time I came back to the to the church, uh, or to for Christmas mass, and I was in preparing, and another priest asked me how things were going at home with family or whatever, and I kind of said, well, you know, some days we have our ups and downs, and it's kind of a down. And I said what it was, and he started laughing, and. He said, uh, you know, you ruttons can be a bit much sometimes. <laughs> and I was like, it was the first time I'd ever realized other people, like, have, we can be a bit much. Oh, yeah. It was really free. Oh, yeah. And I thought, so I'm thinking of you laying down in Sistine oh, yeah. Chapel. And a bit I, much. I always said, I love, I love rules. I love rules that I agree with. Right, right. You know, yep. like, there is a certain sense in us that it's kind of like, our way or <laughs> no. no so those all those seminaries have great holy men we were the ones there that were a bit odd a and, and, and for everybody out there that thinks we are a bit much we understand <laughs> we apologize ahead of time uh it, it's like being we, in the hospital if you're a rutten and you're in the hospital it's like the hospital just gets taken over you know it's like oh no here we here they come well 
are you all like relatives? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, we're actually all brothers and sisters. You know, they, like, they actually they, had to put security up at the airport <laughs> to keep us out of there. <laughs> uh, Remember when we used to go down oh, to the when you could, the, yeah, when you could go to the yeah, freedom when and you bring the, the sign and bring all the bells and whistles, and if Aunt Mary was there, then you brought a trombone. And <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the trombone. Uh, oh, God love Aunt Mary. Um, well, all righty, let's uh, kind of take a look here. We got. A shout out to the kids that are at school. They might have just gotten dropped yeah. off. Uh, might be just starting. We like to pray with them before, but we didn't get to that. Yeah. So, let's do uh, that. Father John, maybe, would you want to lead us in the prayer for the kids? In the name of the Father, and the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious Father, you have entrusted us with the gift and knowledge of your Son. And in so doing, we have opened up our lives in many ways. And for those that have opened their lives to children in uh, so many different ways, and you have desired to educate and Help them learn about this world and about you. We ask for your grace that in this day they might see your face and all those that they meet. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, it, on Sunday at the cathedral, just something random. We had uh, first Luther, a lot of people come to the cathedral that are not Catholic for different reasons. And you can tell when the Protestant churches uh, are sending over a, a confirmation class because they all sit in the back pew. They're, oh. they're very, very well-trained Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> so they sit in the back pew. Well, this apparent in the, in the confirmandi, the, the child that had to come to the cathedral, and then they have an outline that they have to fill out as they go. So, you know, the kids, as we're standing, I see the kids on his pew and I kind of peek at it or whatever, and it is. And one of the questions is, what do you find strange or different or interesting and the kids said they all dip their hand in holy water when they come in and i thought how fascinating that a 15 year old kid like he looks and he says all right now why do we do that oh, sure. you know and so that little little thing of, you were talking about anacletus and clement and like who are these people they're real do we just go through the motions at mass what what do we do that we could maybe invest in a richer understanding, just personally saying, all right, why do we genuflect when we get into the pew? Well, it's because Christ is present in the tabernacle. If he's not there, then we don't genuflect. We yeah. bow at the altar, you know. Well, the, something a bit, little thing on, on the holy water. Uh, the reason that we all dip our hands in holy water when we come and go from the church is because it's a reminder of our baptism. Yeah. And the importance of baptism. Mm. You know, we had the, the Muslim convert Mamre at the cathedral. And it's interesting how, imp like, he brought a new sense to the importance of baptism because he knows that in baptism is salvation. Yep. And we're reminding ourselves every time we walk into the church or leave that we have been baptized in Christ, we have died in Christ, and we also will rise with him. Little catechetical things like that. If anybody out there listening has, has any interest, hey, you know, here's something from Mass. Hey, why do we do this? Shoot us a text, shoot us a, a hashtag, and uh, we'll let the priest get on some of those things. Do we have our we winner? We have our winner. Yeah, I know her. Uh, oh! Yeah, uh, I, hey, yeah. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Oh, 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 there was uh, no way no this trickery. could be stayed. No tomfoolery? No, no. This is the one that uh, I want to, can I, like, reveal it on 
the cube? Sure. Yeah. So those that are uh, watching on the cube are going to get the first. Oh, nice. So if you're watching on the cube, uh, I don't know if you can see this. <laughs> Our winner is Heidi Solemn from Sioux Falls. Now is in possession of two tickets to Christmas, Christmas at, at the, the cathedral. cathedral. Nice work, Congratulations, Heidi. Heidi. You're the one when we were young and growing up we were so jealous of. How did you win and we didn't and <laughs> dial over and over again? We just made it easy, though, first call. Yeah, Remember when you had call. to be like the 14th caller? Yeah. Well, be... congratulations and thank you to Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota for those tickets, Heidi, and all of those attending. Um, I don't know if there's still tickets, but you can check up to the to the diocese or High V for for tickets if those are still available. It's going to be a great show again this year. All right. Well, moving on from uh, Rome and a uh, little little discussion of popes and bishops and authority and those types of things to maybe something I don't know more practical, but uh, the. The beginning of the church year just started, right? Yeah. Happy a lot new of people year. might not even know that the, the church year has a has a new year, too, and it doesn't begin uh, January 1st. It begins uh, with the first Sunday of Advent. The first Sunday of Advent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, which moves. So it's not like the same, like our new year is always January 1st. The first Sunday of Advent is not always the same uh, Sunday or date gotcha. uh, as well. So we do begin the new liturgical year. We end it with Christ the King of the Universe. That's my favorite. I love that title. Because yeah. I, I always remember He-Man is the master, master of the universe. Master and I think of the universe. Jesus Christ, king of the, the universe. I can't. No, no. So, so it's everything. He's king of everything. everything. I can't even say it. I, I, I only say it's the, the oh, celebrity of Jesus Christ. Oh, the game. I can't, because all I can do is think <laughs> of He-Man, <laughs> which I loved back then. I had the little tiger. Yep. The, yeah, the, the tiger. The tiger. Uh, I, I had Grayskull. It was, or no, the Pyatt's had Grayskull, yeah, I think. Oh, That's man. who had it. And, jealous. Oh, so jealous. Uh, but I just can't do it. Yeah. So, so the king of the universe, this is the rose window in our cathedral. Yeah. It's Christ of king, ah, king yeah. of the universe. He has his scepter. He has his crown. And it's beautiful, because in that... They have three circular stained glass windows within that large window, and it's the four nations of people that you have represented, symbolizing that Christ isn't just, just king of the whites or king of the Africans or mm -hmm. king of the age. He's king of all people, yeah. the whole universe. Yeah. And, well, and even for sci-fi people and you know people believe in UFOs and all of that, if there is <laughs> another people if somewhere, there is. King Never of the know. universe. The he's whole thing. He's king. Everybody. He's got him covered, folks. <laughs> so anyway, so, yeah, so, so baptize him if you run into So we, we do start with the first Sunday of Advent, uh, you know, and again, that reminder of, of where it all begins. And that invitation that, that I give to people to, to try to imagine what life could be like without Christ. Yeah. Like, it's just been so much a part of our life that it's hard to imagine. But the church really does say, think about this for... Mm -hmm. You know, they, they've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And then you think about who who doesn't know Christ in their yes, life. And we, yes. I, you almost can't fathom somebody who doesn't know about Jesus Christ. Oh. But, but there's they, a difference but, between knowing about him and knowing him. Well, sure. <laughs> well, both. both. There's both. But, but there's both. And, and that idea for us, like, I, sometimes I think we're complacent. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you talk to older people, and they collected pennies to send to the missions to baptize the babies. Because heaven forbid there was an unbaptized baby in the world. Today, we've got unbaptized babies all over the place, you know. 
Uh, and so that reality of like, okay, so then the challenge is, so, so what does Christ mean to me? Yeah. You know, why would I want somebody baptized? Why, why do I want them to know Jesus Christ? And so for four weeks, we try to build up that anticipation, mm-hmm. like this is what it's about. You know, the hope, the faith, the joy, uh, the idea uh, of that. And we get four weeks, just four weeks. Yep. Although this is the longest time frame because Christmas falls on Sunday. So you get the complete four weeks of Advent mm-hmm. uh, to prepare. Uh, so it, it's also interesting it, it, for us as Catholics, we're in Advent. We're not in Christmas yet. Uh, so, so don't so, be playing that Christmas now, music. No, we always waited. We always waited. <laughs> we, uh, no, we waited till, till Rick's birthday, December 15th. And then we'd put the Christmas, we'd go get the Christmas tree. And oh, is that right? Yep, that always, must have been the older family. Yep. Cause but but that idea of, of holding back just a little bit. And trying to enter into Advent first. Yeah. And then what you begin to discover is Christmas isn't just the one day. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody stops playing Christmas music once Christmas comes, and then there's the Catholics. Yeah, because they're already tired uh, of yeah, it. they're already tired of it. But we're all still Christmas. Because we haven't been celebrating it since last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. You know? So, so again, this kind of puts me in the, question, the situation of how does it actually happen for somebody? Because just saying it doesn't, like, have everybody... In a sense, like right. if yep. people aren't just going to turn it off, people are going to do it tomorrow. But what does change them is this witness that, that like there's a fruit to it. There's a reason for yeah. it. And I think the, what people must hear in us or what people are fascinated by, why people listen, why uh, <laughs> they then are really saying, how do I have that? How do I have that? People, how do I come to Christ? How do I have this encounter? How do I do all these? Well, the difficulty is how... Is, is in Advent. You can't meet him if you aren't longing for something, right. if you aren't waiting for something, if you aren't expecting something. And so uh, for people to take seriously the season of Advent, not because of some, you know, you, you got to do this, but because if you want what we have, you have to learn to long. Right. And if you don't celebrate Advent as a time of longing and waiting and expecting, then in real life, you too won't meet this surprising joy that comes when all of a sudden one day you're like, oh, what I was longing here, it's now. This is what they're talking about. Yeah, right? you know, I think that we yeah. can even look at what the influence of social media. You know, Father Paul, you said you don't do Facebook or something like that. No, I don't have on your phone, phone it wastes because then it wastes your time. You know, even, you know, my wife and, you know, kind of saying, hey, you know, have you thought about our Facebook or, you know, our iPhone use and whatever else? Just kind of trying to check it, right? But just a reflection that came to me is I think what I lose is delayed gratification. Yep. I'm seeking an immediate response. And I can get that by checking Facebook or Twitter or, you know, or reading an article. At any point, I can have 12 fascinating articles that interest me. Or, you know, where's the delay? Where's the holding off, the waiting, the anticipation? And so what I want is I want Christmas and I want it now and I'm going to have it now. You know, it's like maybe as a culture. This is something for us to consider, the importance of Advent in our families. Now, I, less important about saying, oh, do we play Christmas music or not? But are you developing within your, your life, in your family's life, an anticipation mm-hmm. for what is to come? Right. And then to help your children recognize the importance of what you're waiting for and building that up so that when Christmas does come, you experience it in a fuller way. Yeah. It's interesting, too, that... You would think if you were to plan this, you would start the church year with the birth of Christ. Right. Yeah. 
Yep, you'd start like with, you would start yeah. at Christmas. Like this is Easter's the the highest time of the year. Like you would start at the birth of Christ, uh, but. The church is actually a reflection of humanity. We also don't start our lives with the encounter. We start our lives with the human desire, this like internal thing that knows when something's beautiful, this internal thing that sees an act of goodness and says that is what the world changes from. And so we begin with the desire. And then yeah. comes, so the beginning is not Christ. The beginning is I am a human being looking. And Father, a great prayer, Father Paul, you had said earlier, if, if simply if you're listening, you can simply pray for the desire to desire. Yeah. Like that's a place to begin. Like if you don't have faith or if, you're, if, you, if you feel like your faith is a mustard seed, you can pray for the desire to desire more. Yeah. And imagine that. That's yeah. a beautiful prayer because it's a helpless prayer. Yeah. It's saying, I can't even desire that which is good. Mm-hmm. This stinks. Yeah. But you can pray for the desire to desire, yeah. and guess what? I bet the Lord will respond. And it'll happen right in the midst of your life. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, when I think of Advent, I think of the movie Risen. Oh, okay? Have really? you guys seen yep. this movie yep. yet? Yep. If you haven't, uh, I'm surprised how few people have seen it, but it's really good. Yeah, it was fascinating. I mean, it really, I never thought. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. There's a lot of things I never okay. thought about in the movie, so, so I'll let you start. So what's fascinating, the whole movie is like the Acts of the Apostles. At the time of the res- resurrection, what is the experience of the apostles uh, in encountering this and of the Romans? Yeah. Okay. There's a scene when this soldier, centurion or whoever he is, who has been a part of the whole thing, is right in the midst of it's not going to be good if there's an uprising. And yet, like trying to figure all this out, there's when the resurrection happens and all these rumors start that this man who he knows he saw die, die. there's these rumors that he's alive and all of these things happening. He's standing in that area where he's going to go into his house or into his office. And each person in the time, the pagans had personal gods. So yeah. right before you walk into his house to the side is a pagan God. Yeah. And he turns around he walks up to this little alcove and he puts his hands around the alcove kind of like hidden like you know in the middle of the night kind of guy and he looks in there and he starts saying yeshua 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 that's advent the place in which you have a God is a recognition. I'm looking for something. If food is your God, if alcohol is your God, if work is your God, if women is your God, whatever your God is, uh, it's a place that your heart is looking for something that only Christ will truly fulfill. And it's when we come to that recognition that it's him. That's when life changes. And it doesn't get perfect right away. There's a whole journey that you start on. But that movie is Advent. Advent is the point leading up to the encounter right the uh this it's been a great show i'd, I'd have to say paul it's good having you back <laughs> not, not that mom and laura weren't great too i don't know that our first couple of times we did it it was quite this fun or this this dialed in but uh just don't worry you don't so, have to facebook us and so, tell us we, uh, we know <laughs> my wife just texted and said you guys are hilarious and i'm thinking well what's she thinking like what do you mean we're hilarious like, what are you talking this is my wife telling me i'm funny i don't know what are you talking about and, and uh the he-man reference i think oh. really was a hit with people uh the power yeah. of grace the power I mean, of grace 
baseball. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. And a couple of Christ have mercy. With his, yeah. Hey, you know what? That Two things. Hey, you didn't do it. We did Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. You didn't. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Lord have mercy. I was too busy. Now I feel no, better about dropping the ball. Dropping the ball last time. All right. So, but Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. So this is the Carmelites, right? Um, you know, if you're out there listening, don't forget the power of prayer. The prayer is like the, the engine, uh, the, the gas of all this thing. And, and uh, we have Carmelite nuns and we have the Red Sisters, the Adoration Sisters, who they're looking to build a convent for up at the cathedral. But I've used them a couple of times in the last months. And I'm telling you, we've had some real miracles. Um, so so get, a, get the number of the Red Sisters at the cathedral. Get the number of the Carmelites and use them. These women are holy women that pray and sacrifice and fast for our intentions. But we had a really, really sick relative on uh, my, my wife's side on an in-law side. Um, like, it was, it was looking pretty, pretty rough. And, you know, we got the sisters praying and everybody else was praying and people all over praying. But you know what? God bless. After about a month in, in the hospital, um, he, was, he was released yesterday. He was sent home. And then we also Praise had the, the 13-year-old kid who rolled an ATV on himself at the cathedral, crushed both lungs, actually had to be resuscitated. Like, he was in, he was in Sanford's Castle for like a month. Oh, wow. And he's back home. Hmm. And I'm telling you, these nuns, the power of prayer, don't ever underestimate how much God loves you, that he wants to heal you. But most importantly, what the sisters told me was this. We first pray for the soul and then the body. Ooh. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's wow. powerful. We first pray for the soul. And that's the <laughs> encounter, right? Because your body, uh, you know, we can bring you healing. But do you encounter Christ? And we can encounter Christ through our suffering, through death. You know, sometimes we, it doesn't seem like we get the answer to our prayer, right? right. That's hard. Like, hey, we're going to pray for your healing. But if, we, if, if the person isn't healed, then did God not love or care or answer? Mm. We didn't pray hard enough. Or... Did, we didn't pray hard enough. That's it. No, you trust. That's where the trust in God's will, trust that he's, he's working. But remember, first the soul and then the body. Well, the, uh, so uh, the, the, I just want to, I got a note from the uh, Community Foundation. There is tickets available for all six shows. So if you <laughs> are listening. looking to get to, the, to the, the show up there, do call up to Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota. Call the diocese. Check your high V locations. Uh, and, and still, you're not going to want to miss it. If you've never attended, uh, it's going to be an opportunity for you to do so. Reimagine Christmas up at the cathedral next week. All righty. I think we're coming up on a break. We've got another half hour left. So if you're out there listening, we'd love to have you continue with us. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about Advent and its importance and its role. We'll talk about the family <laughs> prayer and some of those other things. So, <laughs> we want it, And we want to be... Equal in our attention, so we should probably talk about She-Ra. <laughs> Just for Laura. We're gonna <laughs> both, both. <laughs> oh, God love you. All righty. Well, we, uh, we're grateful to you're listening to the Lamb Catholic Radio, a fully donor-supported ministry and apostolate of the Diocese of Sioux Falls here. And uh, Mount Marty is our sponsor. We're grateful for you listening to Rutten Radio, and we look forward to having you come back in just a few minutes. Poplar's Music, as a part of the Sioux Falls community, believes that music education is an extremely important part of a well-rounded education. With over 100 years of experience serving educators, parents, and students, they provide the support and musical services you need. Poplar's provides an expanded selection of musical instruments with an affordable lease-to-own program. You can even lease your instrument online. 
Poplar's has an ample supply of musical supplies and print music. Poplar's Music is conveniently located at 1119 West 41st Street. Stop in for all of your music education needs. Thanks for your interest in our <laughs> checking account. Excuse me, what did you say? Uh, <laughs> fee checking. Are you saying free or fee? Yes. Not all free checking is really free. Switch to one that is. Free plus checking from First Premier Bank. No fees, no minimum balance. Plus free online and mobile banking. Bill pay. Over 24,000 surcharge-free ATMs and more. Visit firstpremier.com slash free for details. Or stop by a location to switch today. First Premier Bank. Believe in possibility. Member FDIC. At Mount Marty College, we believe in a college journey filled with purpose. We believe in developing the unique gifts that God gave you. We believe in rising above stereotypes, in shattering expectations and fears on your journey to become your very best self. We believe every student deserves an opportunity to shine. At Mount Marty, we believe in faith and a community that lifts you higher than you dare to dream. At Mount Marty College, we believe.
And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Rock and roll, everyone out there. I hope everybody's having a good start to their morning. It's a little bitter out there. I know oh I my uh, pulled my long johns out of the out of the closet and uh, threw those on. Hunting season, obviously, has come, so I've got all my hunting gear out. Sometimes uh, we've been blessed with a long fall, a nice fall. Man, the weather's great been fall. great. But it uh, looks like winter's arrived with Advent here. And uh, speaking of Advent, we've been just sharing a little bit about Advent. You fellas got anything you guys kind of do personally or in your parishes to celebrate Advent that might be different or unusual than, you know, a, a wreath and yeah, some candles? Yeah, I, I did something really. The parishes had a history of 40-hour devotion at this time, and typically they bring in a speaker. In the past, Father Mason would give some talks, and then I gave some talks. Eric Gallagher from the diocese did last year, and this year I was kind of just behind the eight ball. <laughs> you know. And yeah. so, like, this is – I'm so grateful for life in which I can just – grow and just living in front of my incapacity. And I'm like, I just am behind. And then I thought, you know, I've always wanted to just sit in the church and let anybody come talk to me if they want. Mm. Uh, for the last four years, I've, I don't know. I just like, and then I saw some priest did it somewhere in the country or something. Sure. I was like, that's, I want to do that. Well, I thought, oh, I'll do that. So I did from 12 to 12. And it wasn't until I said that, then then I realized that's twelve hours. That's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like a marketer, so, you know. So I'm like, it has to be twelve to twelve because people have to remember it. If I say right. from six to, for you know, people are gonna be like, well, was, was it six like, or eight this, or four? What is or he two? doing? Like, I'm like twelve hours. He's gonna be in there bored. I said, I know what he's gonna do. He's gonna take naps. <laughs> <laughs> well, providentially, you know what it was? I decided. I was going to read the biography of Charles Foucault again because okay. I loaned out the book I took notes in and oh, the person didn't give it back. Never, I don't know who he never. gave it to. And <laughs> uh, so I thought, I'll read it again. And um, and you know what it happened to be? It was December 1st, the feast day of Blessed Charles Foucault is the oh day I was in God. there. Oh, yeah, so this is like having a friendship with sure. saints. When you realize like they keep – he's still with me. Uh, so anyway, the long story short, I – um, went for 12 hours. I sat in the chapel, and people could come for 15 minutes max okay. and just talk with me or yep. share with me or do whatever. And it was amazing. 50 people almost came. Oh, my gosh. Came, and they shared all kinds of things with me. I found out, uh, you know, life is a struggle for a lot of people. I found out people are really experiencing Christ. Did anybody um, bring you coffee and bagels? Lots. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I had so many people. Nice. Yes. Yes. People nice? brought me caramel macchiatos oh, and oh, brought this me is dinner nice. and nice. cookies. And nope. so, Man, yeah. I need to good. try something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell your wife you're going to sit at home for 12 yeah. <laughs> hours and she can bring you coffee and, and she can come visit too. <laughs> See what happens. Oh, Lord uh, have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. I'm back at it, brothers. <laughs> All righty. Well, we got lot, lots of things going on here. There's all kinds of fun things as we wrap up our final half hour here of Rutten Radio. We did decide, I think, on a couple of things here, fellas, and that is the name of the show is uh, we're just going to stick with Rutten Radio and call that good. So you can hashtag Rutten Radio uh, if you have questions or comments or anything else. So Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, you can hashtag Rutten Radio. Uh, once again, you can watch this live stream, and it'll be uh, platformed as well in the Lamb Catholic Radio website with their cube. You can watch the live stream at any time right now, or uh, you can pick it up and watch it later on. You can also uh, uh, um, follow the old shows or, or logged back there as well. But just quickly, we had Mom on last month, and then Laura, our sister Laura, the week yeah. before, 
or the month before. And what what a joy that was too to to welcome them in. But I'm telling you, mom was a hoot, Paul. You missed out. You got to go back and watch that one, John. Well, what do you think I of watched, that? I watched it. Oh, you did? Yeah. What do you think I did? Although I I had it on. I was watching the whole show. I watched all the shows. That's uh, right. I you watched were the you guys go- eat the karma rolls. Oh, oh yeah. Glad yeah, I watched it. Karen Noonan, God them. love you. Yep. Yep, none yeah. were delivered It's not an accident that so much of what the Lord did in miraculous ways began eating food. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Inviting people to dinner, going no, to dinner. Imagine, you know imagine if they had Gladys caramel rolls back in the day and he multiplied those. <laughs> Actually, I have to be honest, though, one of my parishioners brought me caramel rolls yesterday. Um, so I want to thank the Stutzmans. Yeah. A little shout out to the Stutzmans for making caramel rolls, dropping them off. Yeah. Um, it, actually, it was fun. You know, you said it would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> to watch it from the other side, like to sit there. And and as John knows, I was commenting, I was sending texts and tweets and trying to get him to, you know, be a part of it all. Because, so it was fun. I, you know, even though I was over there trying to take a nap, uh, I couldn't because I, I just kept watching and listening. <laughs> and uh, so it was good. It was good to see him both. Shout out to Gabe Flynn, a brother-in-law. He just sent a text oh, nice. saying he's listening in. Oh, yeah, so we got to do shout-outs. Shout-outs. Anybody got a shout-out they want to? Paul, you had your, your Carmel Roll family. They yep, got, the they got a shout-out. Yeah. Do we have uh, Do we have limits? Well, <laughs> yes. we, we do okay, have I got a shout out. Yep, I got a shout-out to Christine Morbin and uh, their family, Damien and uh, Caitlin and Nathaniel uh, from the parish, and uh, Carrie Burkhart uh, is also at the parish. She's the one that got 10 minutes this morning, I think I shared with all of you. She's been wanting to listen. She finally got 10 minutes, and she was so grateful oh, for just those 10 minutes. Um, and Ray Campbell from Yankton, and then, oh, yeah. um, uh, from Yankton as well, the Adderleys, Adrian Adderleys. Oh, yes, the Adderleys. Yeah. Awesome. They run that bakery down there in the yeah. school, and yeah. kind of got some great things going on down there. Awesome. All righty. Well, I don't know. My shout out. I guess I just did mine, didn't I? Gabe Flynn got <laughs> yeah. my shout out. I have to add the Duranlos oh, uh, as well. Yeah. So All right. They're a great family. They live out in Hartford area. Gotcha. Uh, went to SDSU as well. Go Jacks. Uh, Go Jacks. Yeah. All right. Just now, now ESPN picked up the game here. Oh. The Jacks and uh, Bison yep. up north, up in the tundra, although they're not outside playing. They'll be in the dome. Um, but ESPN's going to watch that. I'm telling you, you guys, Leo. All right, so if you're listening, Leo's my oldest boy, uh, has absolutely gone mad over football. Oh. <laughs> yes, he wants to know the days of the week that games are on. <laughs> right? he, he know, and he, he knows some very important things. He knows that you cheer for the Notre Dame Irish <laughs> and the Minnesota Vikings, okay. and you only cheer for the Chicago Bears if they're playing the Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So four he's years old. Yeah, four. Four, four. Yeah. yeah, he's figuring yeah. things out. Do you think it helped uh, that when he was two, I was over at your house, and you had the Notre Dame? Dame logo on the uh, sliding glass door going out to the, and you were like, not me, you go over and kiss it. <laughs> your, your, only, your only salvation is that in his bedroom was a crucifix at kid level, and you'd have him kiss that too. So he does know yeah. Jesus is first. You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta train them we, up. We right. have a responsibility as yeah. parents, right? Yeah. There's this, I don't take that responsibility lightly. I teach him to love Jesus. And I teach him to love Notre Dame in Minnesota. Yeah. It's been a rough year for us, though. Uh, but it is fun watching a kid blossom like that. And what it reminds me of, though, is the imagination of children. Yeah. And this anticipation of Advent and coming up on the Christmas season. Um, be creative. I always encourage creativity and engagement of the imagination of children. As young as they come, I think we underestimate the capacity mm-hmm. of children. Uh, well, didn't Jesus tell us to become like children? Yep. 
And so, you know, he's four years old, but yet he can go over and kiss the cross and he can, he can know that we go over there to pray for people and these types of things. Well, whatever it is, engage the imagination of your children uh, when it comes to faith things, not just sports. I hope that my love of football isn't, <laughs> well, the, greatest thing, yeah. isn't the greatest thing in his life, although it is important, <laughs> maybe too important <laughs> to his dad, uh, but that, you know, there, he, is, he, do, he is taught, we do teach our children to love the faith, to love our Lord, to have that encounter mm-hmm. and not wait yeah. until they're an adult, but they can have it right, right now. Right now, yeah. And w- during the 40-hour devotion at our parish, we had a 13-year-old boy that had a profound encounter. Uh, yeah. And you realize, because he's been awakened by his parents yeah. to this possibility. And I, th- I think, you know, we, it's the sign of modern humanity that we calculate and we're looking for quantifiable things mm-hmm. as opposed to qualitatively unquantifiable things. Uh, and so the sign of one who is really awakened in humanity is one who wonders, sure. one who has awe in front of all things, one who sees mystery at work. That is a mature uh, human being. Today we think of maturity of human being as can I balance my checkbook? Can I get a good job? Can I, you know, everything has to be put under a microscope. You find me one person who it lives better that way versus the poor man who can walk up to the cathedral and be filled with awe. It's my favorite thing. I, w- I want to take Brian Cooper or Tim Stanick or somebody out there, if you're listening, uh, if you're interested in a project, I want to take <laughs> and set up a camera on the inside doors of the cathedral, and I want to record people's reactions oh, as they walk in. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. So many visitors globally from all over the world come to Sioux Falls and to our cathedral. Sioux Falls has really become a destination place itself. It's not simply a place people pass through. They actually come here. But in that process, we have a logbook. So I can take and log and, and follow who's been in the cathedral by days. And you can have them from all over the <laughs> globe. When they walk through that door, it doesn't matter who they are. They're a human person. And nine times out of ten, the first thing out of their mouth is awe wonder an expression oftentimes no expression they're so stunned Mm -hmm. sure well i think that's the beauty is because the doors you can't see in the church is clearly wanting surprise Mm -hmm. Ah. they they, they want you to to be you know trying to imagine what you're going to see and then you open the door and and it's even more 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 than you could ever imagine and i think sometimes we miss that you know we want them to see in before they get to the door yeah and so we want Christmas without the Advent, but the wonder and awe of Christmas is because I've left myself in that anticipation, uh, and I've left myself in that, that time period the church gives me to build up the wonder and awe so that Christmas morning or Christmas evening, I open the present, I open the door, and there's wonder and awe yeah. because I've, I've lived in a different way for these last few weeks and it, and it applies to the same thing. Remember the old cathedral that we grew up in when they did their the i don't know what you call what they did to it in the 70s but um but they had glass doors right they put glass yeah. doors on it well like you said paul there's that 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 you we they put on the wood doors again when they did the restoration this time all right it's not just so that there's a anticipation of you opening the doors and seeing in but it's also once you are in you're in that you are in you're you're not drawn by glass doors which show a beautiful sunshine day that you're i remember sitting in the back of church and kind of at the end of mass kind of being looking over your shoulder like man it's a nice day out there you know looking for my heart already had been longing to get out for the outside world whereas the wooden doors 
they block you off. They keep your heart attached to the holy, to the sanctuary, to your encounter and experience in there. And I think that's what we want to try and do for Christmas. Sure. How can we build a door so that I build anticipation for Christmas? And then once we get into the Christmas season, shut those doors and stay in Christmas for the period of time that Christmas is. And then once Christmas is over, this is the wisdom of the liturgical calendar, right? And the movement of seasons and do you guys have uh, recommendations? I know that there's somebody who puts out a nice little liturgical calendar. You know, that might be something, just practically speaking, that if your listeners might be interested in, is having a liturgical calendar where they can know the saint of the day and those types of things. Do you guys have any recommendations on where they could find a saint of the day or a liturgy calendar that helps them track the seasons? I wish somebody would create an awesome app. <laughs> well, I don't know. you can get... Is you there? Can get I've got some. a saint of the day, but I don't oh, have the season. But, yeah, but the, 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 to really help. Yeah, I, dude, that's great. Hey, who's the Catholic entrepreneur out there? We've got up. an app. Create the liturgical calendar. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I think is important be because one. what was yesterday? Saint Nicholas Day. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and again, for us then to be able to see, like, okay, yeah, Saint Nicholas, who's this guy? What is he about? What? Where did it come from? And to be able to to have kids, is he Santa? <laughs> you know, right, no, but to be able to have kids discover, like, there's this day, like, in Advent to this man named St. Nicholas. Now, I put my shoe out, and what happens? You know, there's mm-hmm. these things that, that transpire. But there's all kinds of days like that mm-hmm. for us as Catholics. You know, we have all kinds of them that we miss because we don't live the full liturgical life yeah. the church invites us to live. And even our namesakes, you know, like what's the feast day of, of, of Paul the Apostle? I take Saint every John. Paul I can. I do. I, yeah. Every John, every Paul, every Joseph. <laughs> take them all. I'm like, yeah. I'm like Paul the Cross. There, Paul, it's my feast day. Yep. There, there's, uh, there's a parishioner of ours, uh, the, uh, John Tibbets, and, and I think his name is John Francis Mary Tibbets or something. Okay. Or is the, and so he takes all the Johns, <laughs> all the Francis's, all Mary. He's like, all year long he celebrates, you yeah, know. That's a great way as parents, if you're looking to kind of create a culture and environment of your family of of the faith, that's a great way to do it is to celebrate the feast days of your kids. Yeah. And to have a special day. They get to pick the meal yeah. that night or or they get a cake or, you know, to have cupcakes and they get a, hey, celebrate those things. They're, it's a great way to enter into the culture of our faith in the liturgical calendar, the movement of seasons. And it can, it can all seem like it's. Uh, empty at times if you sure. meet it in the wrong way or whatever, like I said earlier. Uh, but when it's lived as an, like this life I've encountered that then gets ordered for me, it has a beautiful harmony and a beautiful rhythm to it. Uh, and my, uh, speaking of St. Nicholas, my friends uh, went up to the Twin Cities and needed a place to stay. So, of course, who do you call in the Rutten family? It's like, uh, Christy and <laughs> Flynn, uh, could somebody stay at your house? You don't know them and you've never met them, but uh, could they stay at your house for four days and eat your food and live with your family? Uh, so they go up there, they stay with them. Well, they stayed over St. Nicholas Day. Oh. They had never seen the lived experience of the shoes outside yep. the door the night before, yep. and then you wake up, and then St. Nicholas has uh-huh. left his candies. <laughs> uh, and so this year, they did that did in their family. Uh, and interestingly enough, then, uh, Christy and Gabe are going to go to this event in New York now, and they were really reawakened to it. And she said to me, 
because of the Lorenzans. Mm. So like here was this like real need for something human, which is a yeah. place to say. And in it was this exchange of life yeah. that awakened both of them. Yeah, it's culture. Beautiful gift. Yeah, uh, I did the shoes deal. I, I forgot it was St. Nick's Day. And then I was looking at something and I saw like, oh, it's St. Nick's. So I r ran upstairs, grabbed some shoes, threw them under the Christmas tree. And then I'm like, but I have to have something to put in there, right? Well, Laura had stuff to put in there and hadn't done it yet. And so I had to find stuff. So I went into the the Halloween leftover Halloween candy drawer, and I stuffed in like uh, a sucker and and some fruit snacks, and and then uh, so then the next morning I kind of hey Leo Leo you know the Saint Nicholas was here you know it's and so he comes out and I'm telling him about it, and then he gets the candy out and he looks and he's like he says. Well, did St. Nick just take it from our candy store? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, oh, busted, busted. busted. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, next year, you're going to have to <laughs> yeah. go to the store. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to do a little preparation next year. My procrastination uh, God, caught, yeah. caught up with me. So. <laughs> Fantastic, everybody. Well, we hope you're enjoying uh, Rutten Radio out there. We're coming down to our final uh, minutes here, the final five minutes. As we wrap up uh, our monthly edition of Rutten Radio, we have made a decision, I think, that we're going to typically, uh, we're going to run this out for a while and maybe uh, commit to at least six months and, and then see where things go from there. I know, Priest, it's always hard for you guys because you never know what the bishop might do come July 1. He might have you up in uh, Timbuktu and you out in Ipswich, and maybe this doesn't work, but for now... Isn't uh, Timbuktu Ipswich? Ip <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask for, sorry for everybody I'll, at Ipswich. I'll ask but, Father Morgan when I yeah, get back yeah. to, to the parish. Oh, yeah. is there. So, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Father Holmick, absolutely. And you know what? A shout-out to the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls. We're grateful to be here. Uh, I'm grateful. Our family's grateful to have two priests serving you in the diocese. Uh, what a wonderful place to be and live in uh, the middle of, uh, of the United States. But, God. The diocese is wonderful. God bless our Bishop Swain for his leadership and all the people that work for the church, our Catholic school teachers. We're just so grateful uh, that we were born here, and John and I and the rest of the family was raised here. Um, you know, something uh, just, just happened interesting that ties us into the family. So we told the story previously about the Galenskys and how we got our home, right? In 1977. Uh, Mom came up with the, uh, the, this home that we could move into from Del Rapids into Sioux Falls. And the Glenskys, God love them, uh, were generous in, in helping Mom and Dad get into the house at that time with six kids and twins on the way. But Jim passed away this past week, and so we just want to remember him in our prayers and all, all our loved ones that have passed away in our prayers. But uh, I was able to get over there and share a piece of pie with them and uh, give condolences, but more to express our gratitude to Mary and to the family. There, there, we had something similar at St. Lambert. The uh, lady passed away, Ann Murray, and um, there's something incredibly beautiful when one lives a life so open that others are impacted by it. Like here we are, Jim Galensky, who I probably never had a serious conversation with in my life. You know, they lived two blocks away, but the kids' age was different, whatever. Yep, yep. Um, and yet he's so much a part of my life. Like there's something about belonging to a place. Christianity is incarnate in time. This time is important. And the Galenskys, the North End, Sioux Falls is our place. And I think the part of the attraction to what people want to listen to this is about is maybe it's helping everyone learn that you too have a time. 
and you too have a place. And, and to not try and be a North Ender, but to take seriously the place that you have been put in. And to create in that place this dynamic of, I am a human being looking for the divine. And to be able to speak of Christ when you meet him. And somehow in that comes this fellowship that just pours out and out and out and out. Amen. Well, we're wrapping up here. Final comments or thoughts, fellas? We've got a, just a minute, and then I think we'll close with our family prayer. Yeah, you, uh, a little shout-out for us here in uh, Watertown. Tonight we have our third installation of Faith in Real Life. And, again, I think it comes from this idea of how do we make it tangible. Uh, and we have a lady, Chris Sarver, coming. Uh, she was on EWTN's Coming Home Network. Uh, she was uh, baptized and raised as a Catholic as a young girl. And then because somebody didn't really take serious her questions about God and how does God work and those things, she began to drift and, and she became agnostic and really lived a life, and then and came back. And so tonight she's going to share a story with our parish. Um, again, just trying to help people understand how do you live this and yeah. what does it look like and those kinds of things for us. And so, That's a great series you got up there, Father Paul. And if you're in the Watertown area, if, I mean, even if you're in a half-hour, 45-minute drive, boy, that would be an event that would be worth going and checking out. I really encourage that. Yeah, so it would be good. And uh, I might... Help out, you know, we got uh, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and so the great gift of our Blessed Mother in, in this season to recognize her part in our lives. And uh, so, those mass, uh, masses of obligation, one coming up, and that person then said uh, to me, I just want to share, share, share to show that these things, miracles never the best come from <laughs> comments from others. Sixteen-year-old niece woke up to listen to her uncle. <laughs> yeah, thanks, a, thanks for being you. One, 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 once again, we think it's primarily our family that's listening. Yeah. We, if there's anybody else out there, let us know. We'd love to know that it's more than just our family. But yeah, uh, and then uh, last comment someone sent. They said, "By the time I was coming into town, you began praying the family prayer, mothers and sons." together it moved me to tears my makeup was not so pretty by the time i got to the office lol oh, <laughs> yeah. well that was special to be able to share so, that with mom and thank you and everybody for sharing your lives with us yep we've got uh we didn't talk about the movie so maybe we'll talk about that next oh, time oh my uh, gosh yeah. so we'll yeah. get to that everybody go, go watch, watch the it. movie <laughs> next month we'll and talk next about month it. we'll talk about what it. movie is that Happy Ridge. All right. Hacksaw Ridge will be on discussion next month. And uh, we're typically the first Wednesday of the month is when we, we try to be out there. We have a couple conflicts. Uh, in March will be the second or the third Wednesday, and then in June probably the third Wednesday. But otherwise, look forward to listening to us. You can watch all the shows platformed. We're grateful to Mount Marty for our support. We encourage you, anybody out there, this is fully donor-supported Lamb Catholic Radio that makes all of this possible. We also remember today is the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor, and so you know, for for some people, that's their 9/11. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and for us, we weren't around, uh, but for many people, their lives changed uh, in an instant, and and it can be hard to remember those things sometimes because it didn't impact us. But for all of those that it did impact, you know, to remember that God provides in the midst of of difficult situations. Mm. Amen. Well, fellas, it's been a pleasure. Let's uh, maybe we'll just go ahead and invite uh, the listeners to join us in closing with a prayer, and we'll recite our family prayer. If you're interested in the family prayer, you can email or Facebook us 
and we can uh, get that sent out to you. So, Father Paul, when we're finished, maybe if you would uh, close us with your sure. blessing as well. Sure. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our, Our Father, Father we, we thank you for your love and for your many blessings, especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness, generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state in life you plan for each of us and help us to use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. You've been listening to the Rutten Brothers, brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. On the Lamb Catholic Radio Network, 91.3 KSTJ, Hartford, Madison, Mitchell, Yankton, 104.3 LP, Juan Diego Radio for Sioux Falls, and 88.9 KSJP, Ipswich, Aberdeen, and online at lambradio.com.